What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Mile Higher Podcast, episode 165. And today, guys, we are taking things a mile lower. We're going to be doing a very chill episode today because, to be honest with you, we've just been going through a lot in the past week. We've just had a lot of stress on our plate and it's just been really overwhelming. We like went out of town, then we came back and there was just so much going on between our businesses and our family lives. And then actually this weekend, and I don't really want to talk too much about this because it's just really upsetting and I don't want to start this episode, you know, crying or anything, but we lost one of our rabbits over the weekend and our little one, Apollo, who actually made an appearance on oh, he did. He has made recently an yeah. on Angela Simpson. Oh, yeah. I forgot you he was like my that. little stuffed animal dude. I could bring him out and he's like a little four pound. Oh, he was the cutest little thing. Yeah. And I know some people may not understand, you know, it's a bunny. Some To some people, they just don't get like how yeah. emotionally attached you can be to these animals. To us, they're just like, they're like our dogs members. or our cats. They really are. And, um, we're big pet people, and if you're, you yeah. know, somebody out there has a pet, you'd know how hard it is to deal with the loss and the unexpected loss, especially of yeah. of a pet, and just how hard it is, and how much more, you know, emotional it is than you would mm-hmm. really ever think, you know, to experience. And just, I mean, it's there's so much love there for that animal that it's it's hard to kind of realize that you know you're no longer going to have them. So, and what I realized is, Josh and I have a lot of pets. We have ten pets now. And this is the first, well, we lost a cat a long time ago, but we only had her for six months and she had this like weird spinal paralysis thing. It was terrible, but we haven't lost a pet since then. So we haven't gone through that and we have all these animals. So it's just kind of been like a depressing couple of days to think about, like eventually we're going to have to lose like all of them. And that's been really overwhelming for me. Just, I don't even know. I don't have words. It's been like just shitty. I feel like everyone out there who's lost a pet can understand what that's like. It just feels so shitty for days. And I've had so much anxiety over the whole thing that I just knew I could not do any true crime this week because obviously those it's very heavy topics that we take very seriously. And I just don't have like the most, the emotional capacity right now to also deal with that. Because this weekend, Janelle and I have our um, grandparents, essentially their funeral, Mm -hmm. like their life celebration for both of them. And that's just going to be really heavy, too. And we've been working on this, essentially a movie. I made like a, well, we made this like 40 minute video of our grandparents. And we've been looking at all this old footage and footage from when we were kids. And it's been very like, it's just a lot of life is happening. Mm-hmm. A lot of emotions are going on. And I felt like I could not do an episode this week if we were going to do something that involved too much brain power or something that was too sad for me. At yeah, this time. which I mean, we did have a, a case like prepared that we were going to do mm-hmm. uh, for this week. But, you know, it's just like you said, I think it's sometimes you just need time to sort of reflect and you don't need you know, another serious, Mm -hmm. you know, case of tragedy to, you know, kind of conflict with what's going on in your head and just allow yourself time to process. So rather than, you know, just be like, let's just take the week off. We, we decided to do, Mm -hmm. you know, more of like a get to know you type of episode. This is going to be very, probably one of the most chill, low key episodes we've ever done kind of 
different than what you normally would expect here. But I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's good to kind of also just give us opportunities to just be really candid and real with you yeah. guys and just give you an opportunity to kind of get to know us more on a personal level. And mm-hmm. so that's why we asked all of you for questions and things like that, that you are interested about anything, not just about true crime or, you know, the content that we cover, but rather get to know us, you know, what do we like? What do we don't like? You know, in case you want to get us birthday gifts or something, you know, <laughs> Christmas, uh, you know, we got a PO box. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But no, you know, but just like it's, it's, yeah. I think it's important because one of the too. things that we haven't been able to do is go out and meet you guys in real life and mm-hmm. and travel around and stuff. Obviously, over the past year, we couldn't do that. But, you know, we sometimes feel like we want to make sure you feel, you know, connected to us just as much as we want to be connected to you guys. And I feel like sometimes you, you know, we kind of have to go into a certain sort of, you know, zone yeah, or, you totally. know, seriousness in order to do the show and and talk about the things that we do. So this is just going to be a very chill, kick back you know, laid back episode and hopefully you'll get to learn some things about us. So, yeah, I think it'll be good. I'm glad we're not missing an episode because I do really love podcasting and I needed like some structure and routine this week to some extent. And sometimes podcasting can be very therapeutic. Like on the sesh, Janelle and I, we talk about our feelings a lot (laughs) and it's always really good for me. So I thought this, I thought this would be kind of a pick me up today. And I could. Yeah, I'm excited better. for it. So, you know, Me too. N- not trying to like start this off on a, you know, yeah, sad note or anything. Bum everyone out. But it's it's hard to come in here and yeah. just act like everything's fine. I literally am having nightmares all night about just everything that's going on. And I'm so stressed out to the point where I'm like waking up in the middle of the night and throwing up like I can't show up the way that I want to. And I don't right. think that's even fair to cover someone's case when you are. Not in, in the a, right headspace. Right, exactly. Yeah. I want to yeah. do a good job. And so I'm also taking this week off of my channel because I just, I cannot do it properly at this time. Which but, is completely fair. And, yeah. you know, hopefully you understand that. I think and, they do. I think mm-hmm. most people know, like, to some degree, everyone can relate to this feeling of loss. And even though it's just a little bunny, like. Yeah, it's still your pet. Yeah. You still love the shit out of it. You still. Yeah like basically rate you know hard raise it, it and yeah. nurture it and you know it's always a, a real bummer when you know they pass so yeah. you know i think people understand and obviously we appreciate all your guys's yes. love and support and just yes, yes. you know you. being really cool with us and you know showing us the love and you know yeah and honestly i'm, I'm excited to do this episode because josh and i have been talking about possibly doing some more like live streaming or like a more casual version of mile higher where it's, it's more personal and more chit chatty just so that we have a place to kind of, cause you don't really have that. Like yeah. the sesh is really that, that spot for me. I like get on there. It's like my diary. Yeah. And I've got a lot of very interesting things to say. <laughs> I think so you do. I have a lot of stories and things like that. And just, I listen yeah. to Josh all the time. I never get bored. <laughs> That's true. After all this That's time. True. People are constantly asking like, per, like more personal questions or every time Josh comes on the sesh, they're always like, what about this? What about this? Mm-hmm. Have Josh talk about this. So yeah, I feel like you deserve a platform too, where you can like actually kind of be more personal and yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's mean, really nice. It's you know, it's fun doing this, but it's also like you know, you have to sort of remove yourself from mm-hmm. from it Absolutely. in order to do it. I mean, especially with my other show, Lights Out. I mean, it's very dark, it's very creepy, it's very spooky, and I love all of it. But at the same time, it's like that's you know, kind of like the dark side, and you know, I have this light side to me as well. That you know, I feel like comes out in spurts on this show but for the most part you know only the people that know me personally or my friends and family really see that part of me so Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah you definitely have a work mode i mean i think people can understand that right yeah 
well, this is this is my job, so <laughs> yeah. so it is work to me. But mm-hmm. you know, I'd I'd hope people get to know me a little bit more on a personal level. So hopefully, we'll do that today. I do want to remind you guys about my new merch collection that I did in collaboration with Stick Hers Co. for Her Justice. Hopefully, you can see it. Yeah, you got to sit up a little bit. There you go. I love this one. It's probably my favorite color combo. But we have a couple different designs and a couple different options as far as sweatshirts you know, t-shirts, we have stickers. So if you would like to check it out, I would really appreciate it. The link is below and 100% of the profit is being donated to Her Justice, which is a very small and wonderful organization. So the money's really making an impact because they are so small. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm really proud of you for doing that. Thank you. I didn't do much. I mean, I picked out the designs, but... (laughs) Hey, it looks great. That that hoodie looks really comfortable too. Yeah. Oh, this is. I'm very happy with it. It is. It's very soft. So yeah, check it out. Link below. Also, our CBD company, we did just launch a new flavor of our tincture. Yeah. Yep. It's blueberry OG and it's really good. If you like our blueberry wax, you would definitely like that. And also, I wanted to let you guys know that the code HOMIES is now active on higherlovewellness.com. Yeah, my bad on that. I was supposed to set that code up before that episode went up and, you know, I blanked and, you know, I was going out of town. So that is now working though. So So you can use that code and get 10% off at any time. But are you ready to get into it? Yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. See, See what you guys got for us today. Yeah. All right. Your first question is, what would you rather have solved? Madeline McCann or John Bonet? Oh, damn. That's hard. I think I got to go Jean Benet though. Yeah. Just because it's local to us and I've known about it since it happened. It's probably the first true crime case I ever followed. I don't know. Yeah. That yeah. That one drives me nuts to this And day. I feel like you can make a fairly, you know, good assumption as to what happened to Madeline McCann based on that case and everything that we know. It seems like, you know, it's kind of leans in one direction, but. It, I agree. It, I think it leans in one direction, but a lot of people would disagree. There's so many different theories out there for Madeline. Yeah. Well, with the John Bonet case, I feel like there's just so many different possibilities with it that it's it's one of those that unless somebody literally confesses, I don't think we're ever going to know what happened to her. Which but which one do you want? Would you like to know the answers to? <laughs> Probably John Bonet. Yeah. Just because I, I think that one's just so crazy and it'll probably blow blow our minds when we know the truth about it too. I'm sure it'll be like I know. What if whoa. it's different than what anyone has yeah, or it's, yeah, brought it's, forward? Yeah. That'd be absolutely crazy. All right. So since we've been talking about how we're moving studios recently, someone wants to know what is going to be put into this studio space once we already move. What are we gonna do with it? So this space is awesome because it does have this really great air conditioning unit. So you can use it in the summer and in the winter when it gets cold. Um, So I'm actually going to take this space because I'm filming in a really small bedroom right now. (laughs) And it's an absolute disaster zone, you guys. I am a pretty messy person. I've got pretty raging ADHD and Uh, like my (laughs) office shows it. It's like it is a disaster zone. Funny story. When I first started dating Kendall in high school, I'd come over to her house (laughs) <laughs> and I'd go up to her room, see how she's doing. And it would just be an absolute just Damn, you wouldn't shit even everywhere. For Josh. Shit no. everywhere. And I'd, I'd walk in there and be like, oh, my God, this girl's such a mess. And I would literally <laughs> offer to clean her room for her. And she would just sit there and watch me clean her I room. I wouldn't sit there and watch you. I'd I normally like, do something else or, or I'd be getting ready for our stuff. date or something. I'd be doing something else. Uh, okay. But I would literally pick and it up. you're so dramatic. This happened like maybe once or twice. No, this was like a routine thing. I was oh like, God. I was basically like the housekeeper. I'd like come over and be like, oh, your bed's a mess. There's this food is under why the bed. I got with a Virgo, guys. <laughs> it's perfect. Food under the bed. That was my sister. You're trying to blame me. I did not do that. 
That was my sister, dude. One time we found under her bed a container of food, like a Tupperware thing that had been under there for months. It was, it like was so scary. I never had food under my bed trying to make up rumors about me. <laughs> that is not true. I draw the line at that shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. No food under the bed. Okay, we got it. Well, that's like pretty sick to just like leave like at lunch yeah. without some pasta. Oh, dude. Under the bed. My brothers used to do that too. Especially when I'm not going to rat them out. One of my brothers, my stepmom would come up for under the basement. I'd be like, what the hell is this? I'd be like, three fucking bowls. Ew. Tupperware. Yeah, especially when they live in a basement, too. <laughs> and it's like, oh, ridiculous. But anyways, yeah, your filming room is very, very small. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys probably be shocked if you actually saw what <laughs> yeah. she's dealing with for for Kendall Ray. Like the setup for, because I needed the camera to be so far away from me, but it's a really small room. So the camera has to be like kind of pushed up right up against the wall And then you can barely even turn it on and off or get to the microphone. It's such a pain in the ass. Um, But my chair is really comfortable. So like once I'm in the zone, I'm filming, I'm happy, I'm fine. But it is a very inconvenient room to set up. Like Josh trying to help me with lights. I can't reach my lights. So literally her chair, we bought this chair and one of the legs broke off of it. So now she can't like it broke. We have to raise it up off the ground. Yeah. Well, we had to raise it no matter what, because it was just too low for the camera shot. So we had to buy these like little stools and we have to set up the chair every time. It is it is the most jank operation for a youtuber really of my size like honestly it's embarrassing i have like 2.6 million subscribers and You're yeah filming in like a rat's nest my last filming room at the old house was so much better it was perfect yeah. so i'm gonna come in here and use this space so that'll be really nice for me so i'm i'm really hoping that we get everything ready over at the office soon so we can move over there because i'm just like itching to get into this space i think it'll look really cool for my videos and yeah But it's taking a while to get um, everything that we want for the studio. I was explaining this on the sesh, but basically we ordered a bunch of custom furniture, like couches and tables and things that fit perfectly for our camera angles and with the space that we have, because we still have somewhat of a limited space at the new place. It's not like gigantic. So we're sharing a room from one of them. And it's just kind of hard to get everything to a place where it looks good on camera. And we are trying to avoid that. So we're ordering these custom pieces, but with coronavirus everything is so backed up especially like lumber right now lumber mm-hmm. lumbar mm-hmm. lumber lumber lumbar <laughs> lumber lumbar, lumbar, lumbar is like issues. Back. Yeah. yeah i was having issues i was at my chiropractor talking about lumbar recently <laughs> <laughs> um but yes we it's just going to take a little bit of time to to get everything yeah. in there probably but, another i don't know eight weeks yeah Hopefully, mm-hmm. then hopefully by the end of July, we're hoping it'll Ooh, be be done. But we'll cross our fingers let's on that. All, let's all just like because yeah, we're doing a totally new new mile hard yeah, set. It is so cool. The only thing that's staying is obviously this beautiful sign that mm-hmm. we have. But we're revamping her. It's mm-hmm. gonna be we way are. better. We are. Oh God, I'm so excited. I'm really, really, really pumped. All three of our sets are gonna look phenomenal. So yeah, it'll be totally worth the wait. We want to do it right. Yes. And not just like half-ass it because we want to get in there and then like months down the road be like, oh, I wish we didn't do this or whatever. Yep. All right. So going along with the studio, how do we feel about the ghost in this studio? Okay. I (laughs) got it. No, this is, I'm not even laughing about this anymore because this is taking a turn for the worst. Whoa. Listen to this. And my brother will back me up on this. Oh God. So my brother was just staying at our house while we were uh, away on a trip. And 
he claims that he came into the house and he noticed there was a shadowy figure standing in the corner of our dining room. What? And you didn't tell me this. I know. Well, I didn't want to scare you and I wanted to save it for the show. I'd rather save it for right now. (laughs) No joke, though. This is crazy. And this is how I know there's absolutely something paranormal happening on our property somewhere. He went to bed that night, woke up the next morning, and... He takes he took a shirt off and all of a sudden he noticed he had marks all down his side. Oh my god. And they're the classic like ghost scratch marks where it's it's not anything like you could do to yourself. Like what happened to me in yes, the apartment? Exactly like what happened Did to you. Did he have it like in a hand? Yes. Mo- it looked like and they were oh. it was big too, going down his side. And he's like, obviously I didn't do that to myself. And you know, nobody else was here. To do that to me so what the hell okay i'm absolutely shook uh i did not know that yeah. so was he here completely uh, by himself or was his girlfriend here? not saying that she did it but i'm just curious like was she he scratched the, no like she, was he the only one like, uh she was here too and she she, okay. she said she felt the same way almost like Damn. they said they didn't feel like somebody was watching them but like they definitely felt like a presence oh in the that's house wonderful and and he said also that our cats were like looking kept or even i think it was our dogs bernie i think bernie was like looking down the hallway into our bathroom and just like looking into there but he gets confused right, and like right. i don't really trust us. bernie when it comes to paranormal because <laughs> he's he sees shit all the time but but it's just the marks that got me because it was exactly those same marks that you got at our old apartment where yeah. you know we thought you had some an encounter with a, something scratched me for sure there was no physical way that i could have scratched myself because i had those I had any girl who's had acrylics knows that your nail bed is just paper thin after there's no way you can scratch anything. So yeah, see it couldn't if have been a cat insert or anything. The picture even. Cause yeah, it's like, I think I, Oh, Joel has a oh, picture. Joel's picture. Yeah. yeah. He took a picture of it oh, and it's, I've got one of mine too. We can put in mine. It's a scratch. Unlike, you know, I, I don't Dude. know how you would do that to yourself or somebody well, would do it to you. What the fuck? Because Janelle and I have been trying to put a positive spin on this and pretend yeah, it's our grandparents trolling trying us. to troll us. Well, I mean, that's what it could be is it could be some but sort why of would, why ancestral would, spirit trying to communicate or him? get your attention. Uh, well, they, they they could do that just to get oh, your yeah, attention. Oh, yeah, you're right. Someone did tell me that last time this happened to me. Doesn't mean it's like, I don't think there's anything nefarious or demonic happening or anything So like now that. the whole house is haunted, not just the studio. I yeah, believe that's what I'm for getting. a while it was just the studio. It's moved well, inside. Well, that's great. That's fucking great. I haven't seen anything. It's been just fine for me. Well, and then I heard the knocking on the window that one time. I was like standing outside and, and the bay window in the oh, front yeah, of our house. It was like that. a clear knock, 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 oh, knock. Oh, God. That makes and then I came up. to the front and there's absolutely nobody oh, there. And that's where Joel saw the person standing was in the dining room. Area. Correct. Oh, hell no. Oh. I believe. I, I'll have to double check with him, but I believe he it was the dining room where he saw the shadowy oh, figure. hell. Or what he thought was a shadowy entity. Well, that's fun. Entity, so. Yay. Just so add who that knows? to the list I wonder, Yeah. What, what the fuck? And also, if you don't watch the sesh, we yeah. Kendall and I have experienced three times now where the soundboard, we use a soundboard on the sesh, goes off without us touching it mm-hmm. in the weirdest times. The first or sometimes time, it wasn't even near us. Yeah, like, sometimes it wasn't. Table. That's what I'm saying. Like People aren't even around it. Like the first time we spilled a drink, I dropped a glass and it was like, boo. Yeah. Then um, Jenna Marbles chimed in at one point and was like, hell yeah. Yeah. You were saying something about you were going to go buy something. Plaster Paris. Mm -hmm. And she was like, hell yeah. And then most recently when the boys were on, Josh spilled a glass and the same thing happened. It was boo. And the uh, board wasn't even on the table. And then Corelli was doing cameras and 
it wasn't even near her. She was already like up and getting paper towels by the time it went off. What the fuck? And so, funny how it's boo. Yeah, I know, every, right? That's what I'm saying. It matched up perfectly. Well, I was thinking maybe it was my grandpa because he like really did not like when we spill things. Yeah, that's so what I'm saying. I thought maybe he was like being like boo. I could see Grandy being like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. I've but, even thought potentially like I would, I don't know if I could even go back far enough in history of this area of land that potentially there's some sort of, mm-hmm. you know, you have to always think about like Native American burial grounds and things like that and just... Mm-hmm. Is there something that was buried here that when we built the studio, we disturbed it or something and, mm-hmm. you know, or just disturbed the ground and that was oh, enough God. for some type of curse or something to be unleashed? Oh, God. <laughs> Guys, this is not relieving my stress. This is making it worse. <laughs> well, we'll have to do a Ouija board sesh. No. Where we sit I down. bought you a Ouija board, Josh. Come on. I, I know. know. I can't believe I'm... you bought him one. <laughs> I didn't want him to have one. That's what I've surprised. I've been having Ouija board sessions oh by myself at night. <laughs> the that Ouija board's so not scary. coming on the sesh. No. Mm-mm. Wouldn't that be a fun episode? Ouija board sesh? I haven't used a Ouija board since I was like It would probably 12. do really well, but I don't give a fuck. I'm Let's not do it. I'll guest star. I'll no, lead no. us through a Ouija board <laughs> session. I don't think I want to do that. There's a safe way to do it. I have no, the guy. I'm going to be filming in here alone, guys. All <laughs> fall. Like, what the hell? I'm going to be doing my videos and I have to deal with the ghost by myself because we conjured up more with the Ouija board. Absolutely not. Yeah. You better not bring a Ouija board into this room. That cannot happen. I need chill vibes in here. Okay. Well, we better, better sage yeah. a bit, open the windows and probably going to cleanse, do that. get some incense going. Seriously. Mm, God. Okay. On a happier note, if you could own any exotic animal as a pet, what would it be? Any exotic animal. Hmm. I've always loved the idea of having any type of monkey or like a little chimp, but we all know about chimps and <laughs> how bad say, that can go. I was <laughs> going to say, really? After Travis the chimp, you really want a chimp as no, a pet? No, I don't. Like, I don't think I would ever, obviously, ever get a monkey. There's so much work. Like, it's like having a, a baby, really. I mean, not definitely not a chimp, but even those, I don't know. There's so many other small breeds of monkeys I've seen yeah. people have and some people like, like those TikToks where they're like and, giving him a little like bath and they're yeah. like brushing his head yeah. and he's just like, ah, that's yeah, nice. Like that. <laughs> you want one of those? Cute. Oh, they're so cute. But I wouldn't want one because there's, they take so much work. I wouldn't have the time, but in another life, you know, I used yeah. to always like imagine one day, maybe I'll get a monkey. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Monkey would be cool. Or a bird of some sort. Like, like one of those, um, parrots what are they called the macaws yes like the beautiful yeah, rainbow macaw. macaws and teach it mm-hmm. how to like speak english mm-hmm. i mean how fucking cool, cool is it that a yeah. bird can speak english words yeah like you can really teach cool. it to speak words i think that's amazing when people have just like a post or two in their house and they yeah. can just free, free fly the house and well they're god i back in when i lived in oklahoma there was like this pet store that i would go to with my dad and in the middle of the pet store would be like this perch and there would just be this macaw that would literally like cat call people. Like it would come in and it'd be like, fucking idiot. When we were like, no joke, no joke. It'd be like, have adopted it. Yeah, it was hilarious. And I used to you love it as a kid. I'd be like, and my dad, would be, my dad would always like chuckle and be like, oh, don't listen to it. Like, and, it. and people would like go over to it and like give it crackers and stuff. That's so funny. I thought that was funny. But the pet that I would get, if I could get any exotic pet. Like anything. Anything I would get would be a blue ringed octopus. I knew it'd be an octi. Oh yeah, the blue ring ones are cool. 
these are literally extremely deadly though they will kill you they're beautiful but they're so cool like here's a dumb person who's got a blue ringed octopus on their hand i saw, i've seen that video recently the yeah, little one that went went kind of viral because mm -hmm. obviously if that thing decided to you know inject yeah. its poison into you, that could literally kill you so like, quick too quickly it's one of the it. most uh poisonous animals in the world but they're such interesting animals i mean we yeah. talked about octopus on octopus pusses octopuses octopuses <laughs> we've talked about them several times here on the show and yeah we're big fans they're cool i'm a we've, huge fan I we've love always talked about like tracy morgan josh loves to watch the episode of tanked where tracy morgan has his octopus yeah he's got a great pacific octopus which yeah. are like one of the largest breed which i'm like that's crazy because you need such a big tank for an octopus mm -hmm. i mean that's an extremely smart creature as well so yeah i don't necessarily know if i'd want to have a great pacific octopus in my house because that's you'd have to have a whole fucking like huge room oh yeah for it to swim and they can in. escape and yeah. like eat your cat or dog oh yeah an octopus so, like that yeah they can fit their they can fit out of anything that their beak can I fit know. through i don't so. know they eat fucking dogs and yeah, cats they can, they can attack them and stuff oh my god yeah. those big ones but yeah. yeah, that would be a cool pet to have. I agree. That would be. All right. A lot of people were actually asking what your favorite movie or movie genre is. Oh, that's tough. It's hard to like put your favorite movie. I have like a solid top five, but I mean, my favorite movie of all time has to be Knocked Up. I just can't live without it. I love that movie. I will watch it every single day. I do not care. I love Seth Rogen more than anything on the face of the earth. So much so that she has him as her wallpaper on her phone. And has As had opposed that to her own husband. Two years. I've just switched up the picture this year because he did a new photo shoot. <laughs> oh so people have asked me multiple times, is that your husband? I'm like, no, bitch, this is Seth Rogen. <laughs> I love you too, Josh. I mean, I just really just love not, Seth Rogen. Not as cool Seth Rogen. It's but it's right. not because cool. I'm like... I just stand him as a person too. Like I'm just a fan. I just fucking loves. I love him. Oh, he's you know, amazing. I'm not like sitting here being like, oh, he's so hot. I wish my husband looked like him. And you kind of do. You kind of have some Seth Rogen vibes. Oh my god, <laughs> get really? More scruffier okay. looking. Okay. <laughs> Grow the hair out. Maybe get some grays in there now. Get a perm and he's starting curl to get like the salt and pepper thing. It's hot. I always love the older guys. Like Dennis. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh God, Dennis. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Dennis Quaid. He'll always be my man. But you're just a big comedy movie watcher. Yeah, I like, like I like to laugh, and I love a good like rom rom com. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like um, things that are easy to watch that my brain doesn't have to like. I do like more complicated movies too, but for the most part, when I throw on a movie, I'm throwing on something more nostalgic. Like I love Juno. We just recently watched Juno. I love Napoleon Dynamite. Super bad. So, oh yeah, we just watched Super Bad the other night. It's so funny. All those, yeah. No, we enjoy watching those kinds of movies oh, together. Another one we love is Wolf on Wall Street. Oh, yeah. We, we recently, recently watched, watched that, that again. It's yeah. really good. Such a good movie. I personally like movies that are like have realism to them. Like maybe where it's like like Wolf on Wall Street, for example. Mm -hmm. I really like that movie because it's I like movies based on true stories. Like Lord of the Rings. Based on a true story. All right. <laughs> there was and is still a Middle Earth. Okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah, like Wolf on Wall Street or um, obviously love the Conjuring series because, you know, those are all based on Ed and Lorraine Warren cases and, you know, very, you know, very realistic as far as like what kind of how things might play out. Obviously, you know, there's stuff that's not, but really enjoy those types. I, I definitely like more creepy, scary stuff. Yeah. Recently watched Insidious. Love that one. Yeah. Josh always watches them 
on plane rides. I do. I always just like watch the scary <laughs> shit when I'm on planes. I don't know why. <laughs> I know everyone else is sleeping and Josh is like up watching a movie. My heart's it's like all his time. Fast. So I never can have that stuff on. It freaks me out. I don't like anything that's going to give me like induced anxiety. I've got enough of that on my own, you know? I agree. True. Yeah. You and Joel are going tomorrow to the Conjuring 3. Okay. So are they just like rerunning it? No, or it's just that, it's that a new, new release. Oh, yeah. really? It's oh, a new release. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it just came out, so. That'll be fun. Yeah, it's ba- and it's based on a true story, the uh, trial of Arnie Johnson. Okay. And the it was the first case where they claimed the devil made him do it. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, I do remember that case now. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's a very, very interesting. I'm very excited for it. Yeah, so. it wasn't like your first episode of Lights Out on that? It is. First episode of Lights Out was, was this case. Nice. Yeah, people really like the Ed and Lorraine Warren cases. Yeah, they're they're an interesting duo yeah they're very controversial a lot I've of got people a lot of thoughts on them don't like them think they're kind I'm of more on that side more so but i don't completely hate on them you know just i'm a little questionable of some of the things they've said and done true that okay if you were on death row what would your last meal be oh damn it would be a lot of shit i'd ask for a lot of stuff <laughs> <laughs> i'd be like i want three crunchy no. tacos <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> you get one thing no, one? no, you can get whatever you want. Okay. I'd be like three crunchy tacos, a breakfast burrito. Ew. I'll take a large pepperoni pizza. Ew. Give me, hmm, what else did I want? Milkshake, a few Red Bulls. Uh, some roast beef, a chicken. A some pizza. Arby's. An Arby's <laughs> sandwich would be awesome. Disrespect. Extra Arby's sauce. What is wrong curly with fries. you? Mm. Ah. Sick. Okay, ah. the curly Ew. fries are good. Delicious. Ew. But everything else is nasty. I don't know. I'd probably go for some sushi. I love me some ahi. Yeah. Some salmon, yellowtail, some nice rolls. Fresh flown in from mm-hmm. Japan for you. With like some edamame on the side, some miso soup. Yeah. That'd be it. Make sure they bring wasabi. Or I'm sending that shit back. <laughs> <laughs> you send it back. No wasabi. They're like, okay, fuck you. Then you're just going to die without this. it. I need yeah. wasabi before my death. <laughs> oh my God. Honestly, I hate that question though not to be rude or anything but like every time that gets brought up i get so sad thinking about the idea of people last, having to meal. like yeah that's like so fucking... imagine being that person like ordering it like they're I like know. all right uh sir we need hmm. your last meal on earth do you think you actually get a pick i've been yeah, in a lot of circumstances really yeah the whole I think thing so. yeah. yeah weird Ugh, i know I like out of everything that. that you know you could do for somebody right before the end of their life is what can i get you what what kind of food would you like to eat and they'll yes, go get you McDonald's. That'd be just KFC. weird eating for the last time. I don't think I could eat. Right? Right. right? Like, how how hungry the, would you be? Yeah, seriously. Ugh. I don't okay. know. All right. On the topic of food, is cereal a soup once and for all? Mm, this is one of those debater questions. <laughs> People also bring up like, is a hot dog a sandwich? Right. No, cereal is not a soup. Why, why so? Because <laughs> why you so? put the cereal in the bowl first. And then you put milk on top of it. Whenever do you do that with a soup? Where, that whenever is true. Do you You're put, adding another element to the food. Right. Milk. So it's just top. two foods together. It's not a yeah. where soup is like a th- one yeah. meal. Right. Exactly. Mm. That's how I see it. I mean, I mean, that makes sense to me. Cereal soup. What the hell? No, cereal is not a soup. Is soup a real meal? Yes. No. Oh, what? I soup think it is. Soup is a side. No. What? What if it's like a stew? Soup is a side. Oh, I don't like that. There's got to be a 
something else to accompany the soup. You know, it's true. Every time I make soup, Josh always has to like make himself something extra, like a sandwich or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously, or like though, a like, piece of meat. Yeah, for the or side anything. Of it. Anything. So it's like fish. a soup. Soup. We're gonna starve <laughs> eating soup. Yeah, because when I grew just up, just keep eating it until you're not hungry anymore. It would be like a can of Campbell's soup, and I'd be like, "Hell no!" Dude, Campbell's, Campbell's is soup so is good. good. Yeah, I don't want look. that shit. No, some of theirs is the best. Like their tomato soup is the best. The kids the. stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like Progresso for chicken noodle, though. I will say. Yeah, not a soup fan. Not a soup fan. That okay. sucks. Because soup is the best. And it's hot. I, I don't like hot liquids. I don't drink hot coffee. <laughs> I don't drink hot tea. What about gazpacho? Cold soup. <laughs> gazpacho. No, because then you're just eating slop. I mean, it's like <laughs> slop. You could just, you know, give it to the animals and they'll oh eat it you know, at that point. Like, I'm not into the cold soup thing either. Though. Yeah, neither am I. Yeah. Every time I've been served a cold soup at like a nice restaurant, I'm like, I'm like can you heat it up? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, my God. Okay, a little more serious topic. If you could have every single case file from one case, what case would it be? They just give you everything. Okay, wait. I need to think about this for a second. (laughs) Oh, does anything like come to your mind immediately? Every Every case file. What what case would it be? Uh, I mean, I think I would. uh, I think I. What comes to mind first is the Vallos. Hmm. I'd like to see more of what's going on that is eventually going to be released, but it just, I'd like to see it now. You know, I have a lot of questions I'd like cleared up. Mm-hmm. Um, but damn, I feel like there's probably a better answer. I'd like to see the Charles Manson case file oh, on that why? guy because I think, isn't all his shit like released? I don't think so. Not all, of not it. all of it. No, there's like secret Manson well, files for somewhere. All the case files for that entire, for the entire Manson family, for mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I'd like to dig in there because I think there's there's definitely connections with Charles Manson to other entities that are out there that were, I, I don't know if you guys have seen Son of Sam Descend to Darkness, but basically there is evidence to suggest that Charles Manson not only had his own cult, his own family, the Manson family, mm-hmm. but he also was a part of a much larger group of individuals that were about all about bringing upon the apocalypse on the world held it skilled it yeah yeah and he took that from this other group called mm-hmm. the process church um which is very interesting they're another kind of type of cult that supposedly dissolved themselves but there's possible that it's still out there and that there's more information out yeah there's mm-hmm. definitely more connections there or just just the freaking son of sam case the david berkowitz case i mean i'd love to get the case file on that because that's just fucking crazy there's so much there that. You know, it's one of those cases where the police thought, you know, they're like, oh, we got our guy. Mm -hmm. And then all of the evidence points to, yeah, he might have done a few of the murders, but there's the main one. There's could have been countless others that were involved that are just were free and never were brought to justice (sighs) because the New York City Police Department didn't want to have to admit that they were wrong. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's probably the like any case where the police are not wanting to admit wrong Quick, or have done something it. wrong mm-hmm. and there's still case files hidden that's what i would want to know like uh one that does come to mind is Kristen smart because i know that there's a ton more that they're not saying right now but i think that eventually is going to come out yeah that's another good one yeah. yeah i was about to say that one because i mean the, in a lot of cases the police just hold that information so mm-hmm. close to them that they don't either know. to protect themselves or to protect the case sometimes it's for a valid reason sometimes it's just bullshit 
Yeah, sometimes I, they fuck up and they yeah. don't want the public to know. They don't want to look bad. They don't want the department to look bad because there's so much politics wrapped up in a lot of these police departments. Okay, this one's tough. If you had to be the defense attorney of either of the following, what would it be and why? Casey Anthony, Scott Peterson, or Jody Arias? Scott Peterson, for sure. I don't know if I necessarily believe he's innocent or guilty. You know, I don't, I just, it's one of those things I don't have a clear idea enough on. And some people get really mad. Like, yeah, there's definitely a group out there that wants you to, you know, believe that he's guilty. And I've just seen a lot of things that make me think it could have been this, it could have been that, the intruders at her house. So, well, the, time the other two, too. Jody and Casey, fuck no. There's no way I could mm-hmm. be defense attorneys for the two of them. I mean, even Scott would be hard because a big part of me believes he did it. So I don't know how being a defense attorney would be fucking intense. It would be, yeah, it'd be very hard because you're kind of like, you have to kind of put your morals aside. Yeah, I guess. And just kind of go with with what your client's telling you. Mm -hmm. And whether or not you believe them or not, you have to represent them. I think specifically like Casey Anthony's case, you know, Jose Baez he mm-hmm. was her defense attorney and people fucking hate that guy. Oh, he's a slime and, ball. But it's like, you know, and he did a good job. I mean, he did his job and literally got her acquitted of mm-hmm. of uh, this crime. And, you know, it'd be it'd be tough to be be Jose Baez going forward. But at the same time, it also probably propelled his career. Yeah, you know, it, it put him into the spotlight. He, you know, for a defense attorney, that was a win. You know, and that so was, I guess you're saying that you would want to, like, if you were a defense attorney, you'd want to cover the one with the most, like, most high profile. Right, right. Well, you got to think, too, like, risk versus reward. You know, there's a lot of risks for defending somebody like that or that type mm-hmm. of case. But at the same time, the reward is is that career-wise, as a defense attorney, yeah. it's going to help boost your, I mean, that's a huge. Totally. Career huge win. Bo- yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a huge career yeah. win and just when you go to get other clients and other high profile clients, they're going to come to you because you want that high profile case. So from a purely like career perspective and attorney perspective, it'd be, it would be best to go with those high profile cases. If you win, of course. Well, all of those are pretty high profile, but I think, I think it's safe to say Casey Anthony would probably be the most well-known maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Okay. So let's just say that aliens come to Earth and demand to speak to our leader of the Ooh. world. Who would you choose as the representation for us to negotiate us out, you know, being invaded by aliens? If aliens were going to come down and be like, we're going to fuck you up. Let me speak to the leader. Who would it be and why? And this person goes, my answer would be Jack Black. <laughs> Jack Black. Oh, Jack Black's an excellent choice. <laughs> right? I, was like, I think he would good. do really well. I, agree. <laughs> I could definitely see Jack Black doing some really good negotiation and kind of saving our asses. I was going to say maybe Trisha Paytas. You never know. Just send her out there. Oh, no. see what they think. No. You know? No, they we might would be all intrigued. Be dead. If, if it meant life or death, you would send Trisha Paytas out to them. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. I don't know who. Damn, I don't know. There's not many people I can think of. And a lot of people that I would have said years ago, now I would never want them right. to have any power. And I would send. I'm afraid of a lot of the most powerful people in the world. So I'd send Russell Brand. Russell Brand. Okay. Or Jim okay. Carrey. Russell Brand or Jim Carrey just because I I think you would need to send somebody both of them are very deeply spiritual and Mm -hmm. just seem like woke individuals you know on the consciousness level and so I would want somebody with a higher level of consciousness to 
converse with the aliens to help, you know, present a much better, smarter, higher evolved version of humanity versus if you just send some dumbass to the aliens, you're going to be like, (laughs) oh, these guys are, they have no hope. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think that's a pretty good answer. Jim Carrey, I think, could be an excellent choice for that. Yeah. But I also think Jack Black. That's good. (laughs) If you want to, if you want to, you know, tell them how funny we are. Definitely Jack Black. Send all of them. Oh, just a whole group of Seth them. Rogen too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Seth Seth could do a good Seth job. Seth could do a good job. But what about someone in the alien world? Like, how about Bob Lazar? Bob said Bob Lazar. Yeah. Bob would probably be like Tom DeLong. Go to someone else. No, not mm-hmm. Tom. <laughs> no. Not Tom. Not Tom. Hmm. I could see Bob doing it. Who's who's the guy from Bigelow Aerospace? Oh. Um, What's his name again? Oh, Robert Bigelow. Me. Robert Bigelow. Oh, right. Robert Bigelow. <laughs> right. Yeah. Him. He'd be good. He'd be he'd be I'd be great. comfortable with that. Yeah. You'd be okay with it? You'd I'd sign okay. off on that? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Robert Bigelow. Why not? Cool. Well, one of those people. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Josh, this one's more for you. Um, how did you, you know, coming from a religious background and upbringing, how did you deal with getting over the shame or guilt of deciding to step away from your parents and just move away? You've talked about how you like kind of left at 18 and yeah. Right. How do I deal with the, I mean, there's always guilt because I think for a long time you, you, you think and question, did I make the right decision? And there is that guilt that sticks with you. And there's that fear, you know, it takes a long time to get over the fear of, you know, realizing that, you know, I'm not going to go to hell if if I don't believe this anymore, because I think a lot of religion, especially Christianity in many ways, is is very focused on making you fear death and fear, you know, going to hell, that this horrible place that I was told about at a very young age and in great detail. And that kind of, you know, you internalize that over years and years and years and and even at that point, like when I left religion, I was pissed off. And I think my anger and my hate and my rage for it was, was covering for, you know, some of the the feelings and doubts that I was having. And so for me, it took a long time to really kind of get over the feelings of, you know, did I make the right decision? You know, did I hurt my family? You know, in the, did I hurt my family in the process of, of leaving? And, at the time I was so angry that that kind of helped me get through. But later on, I've kind of come to terms of how I really feel about it all. And I'm very open to everything now. So that has helped me at least stay open to my parents. It's not like I close them off and, you know, I accept them for who they are as long as I get the same respect in return. And they've given that to you, you know, with time, it's amazing how um, good of boundaries you guys have built over the years. We have a, a great relationship with them. Yeah, it's all so. about healthy, healthy boundaries and mm-hmm. realizing that we're all entitled to believe what we want to believe while we're on this earth. And it doesn't yeah. mean that anyone is wrong, but really nobody should be going around saying they're right either and saying that that's they true. have all the answers. And I think that's where religious people or parents get themselves in troubles when they get to that point where they're literally telling you that only what I say is the truth everything else that you may learn out there is is false and you should disavow it and not believe it but i think when parents that are religious can get to a point where they can accept especially their children that you know 
it's their life it's their journey Mm -hmm. and you have to let them figure it out you have to let them come to the realization whether that's with religion or not and really figure out who they are because if you're just giving your kids an identity and giving them the belief system and giving them all the answers they need for life and death and all these you know questions that we have Mm -hmm. as a human i think that's really doing a disservice to that person i mean you can attest from the other angle where you don't grow up in in a structured environment like this, especially from a belief point of view, mm-hmm. how beneficial it was for you to really get to kind of explore that on your own. Yeah, because it is a time where you are just exploring the world. So it's, it is, I sometimes feel really bad hearing about how how much you were told and all the detail. And I can't imagine learning some of those things at such a young age. I was so freaked out. One of my babysitters just told me that people die once and I like freaked out. I can't imagine talking about hell and um, demons and, early, early on. Yeah, that's that's really intense. Like, like I'm sure a lot school. of people out there can relate um, to being kind of traumatized from the experience. Although I'm sure we have listeners too who grew up in Christian families and had a great experience and are still, right. you know, it's just everyone's journey on this life is in this life is different. <laughs> it is, and I just think that. As human beings, it's our job to be as open as possible because at the end of the day, no one has all the answers. You can believe what you want to believe, but at the end of the day, no one really knows mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> yeah. I think it's part of the human experience to kind of figure out what you think is going on. Exactly. Yeah. Here's a rapid fire one Starbucks or Dunkin'? Ooh, fucking neither. <laughs> Whoa, I'm like so. Ugh. Starbucks has been so nasty lately. Yeah, and then I'm really they came over out with it. that stupid what was funnel it, the, cake, ew. strawberry. <laughs> that was disgusting. I tried it with Janelle once, and then Josh Sick. got it for me the other day, oh. and he was like, "I got you this special oh. like," and I was like, "Oh no, it, it smells like or it's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich blended into a coffee. But it's, it's not so good. Nasty. That would be kind of yummy. No, it's bad. Okay, yeah, it's it's just it's wrong in every way." <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd have to go Starbucks over Dunkin' though. I don't know. Sometimes Dunkin' coffee just like really gives me acid. If you want a vibe. laxative, Dunkin' Donuts is your yeah. or McDonald's. Your best yeah, or if McDonald's. If you really want to just clear everything out, I haven't yeah. had McDonald's coffee in a really long time. Same. In compared, I like no. my at my espresso machine at home. Yeah, I was gonna say support local cafes yeah. and coffee yeah. shops and local coffee roasters and yeah, you know. we've got this. Um, shop near us and we've been buying their coffee for the last couple of years it is the best mm, so good fucking coffee yeah it's way better local for sure than these we well, gotta think like these huge yeah. corporations how good and fresh is their coffee beans and not it's very. really not no. i mean they they can say whatever they want to say but i feel like starbucks just as a company because they've grown so big they're like bigger than mcdonald's now mm-hmm. that their quality level has gone down quite yeah. a bit from when they first came out isn't that with every business now like yeah chipotle oh, chipotle is the, the biggest one with that i think their food quality has gone so far down in the past like five years i i think i don't know if it's necessarily the actual quality of food i think what happens is is that when corporations don't take care of their employees mm-hmm. and then like there was a big huge employee strike and mm-hmm. where employees walked out of their chipotles and just locked up and closed down yep. because they're getting paid utter shit, mm-hmm. which I always thought Chipotle was like yeah, a good company. That's how that they advertise gave themselves them at good first. pay and benefits. And mm-hmm. that's apparently not the case. And I think employees just don't give a shit. So they don't try that hard when mm-hmm. they're cooking the chicken and they leave 
pieces of bone in there or like the burnt <laughs> ends are left in there and yeah or they're scraping the bottom of the thing like they don't give a shit because they're like why should i because i'm just i'm barely getting paid here mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. nobody's taking care of me i think so many restaurants and chains and things like that would do so much better just overall with experience wise if they actually treated their employees good and, and paid yeah. them well and actually made it worth their time or even fairly at a bare minimum yeah like i mean right now it's just so ridiculously unfair and abusive pretty much right most of these corporate and with the cost of living the way it is in in most <laughs> states i mean here in colorado we're we're basically you know just below california when it comes to cost of living fucking nuts what the and hell i happened? just yeah i just saw a thing today that was like in order to just scrape by as a single person to live in colorado you need to be making at least like 21 an hour yeah and guess what the minimum wage is like 14 12 or 32 oh. so it's not even 15 yet 12 12 32 so that is literally it's not doable to be a single person living and Mm -mm. and renting somewhere off of minimum wage no it's not and many places pay that and therefore you're shit so why aren't they catching up with inflation at all because it's it's stopped it's money it's it comes back to money and greed and and literally the ceos of these corporations are paying themselves huge bonus i mean it's it's because the power structure of the corporations is all fucked up what was our question Starbucks or uh, Duncan? <laughs> okay, wow. We apparently can't let any question not go deep here on the show. <laughs> well, we are a mile higher. So. Well, answer the question at least. If you had to yeah. pick, if you were going on a car ride right now, you have to have a coffee. Starbucks or Duncan? Dunks. Dunks over. Oh, oh shit! Wow. I honestly starts. hate Starbucks. Every time I Gross. get it, I regret the the fucking twenty five dollars I paid Seriously. for my venti so mocha. It's that's like mostly ice. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's. I know Janelle's always the one that's like light ice, please light ice, light ice. Are there any reality TV shows that you guys enjoy? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> boy, are there. Well, believe it or not, Where can we even start when we don't work on our shows? We're not watching true crime content. We're not consuming <laughs> no. anything related There's to no it. There's no way my brain could consume more of that for fun outside of work, you know? It's yeah, like especially, too especially much. you're just like overloaded. Oh my at God, that point. I get so tired. Yeah, I love I love some good reality TV. Like What's some, some of our favorites? Hmm, geez. Uh, we really like Married at First Sight, except for <laughs> I'm the worst to watch it with because I just make fun of it the whole time. And Josh gets kind of into it. He's such a like a hopeless romantic. And then I'm just like <laughs> trashing them all um i just love you know what i do it's funny i'll sit there and like especially if i'm you know if i'm a little high and i'm watching i'll just like critique everything i'll just be like oh you should have did that or whatever or or, like getting into their relationship like oh this is the problem with her this is the problem with him the experts are bullshit by the way on that show i don't (laughs) believe we get really serious about married at first sight and we really hate the experts the experts because they're terrible at matching it's like it's horrible. It's ridiculous. I think they do it on purpose though, because what are they going to do? Yeah, they want good ratings. Yeah, they want to match up some like randos, so it's awkward and stuff. But yeah, we like uh, Ninety Day Fiance. Um, I get into else? Naked and Afraid. That's oh, yeah. a good one. That's a good one. I need to get back into that. That's it gives so me so much anxiety though. It makes me feel really thankful to have like to be in my bed in my little cozy <laughs> yeah, house. I know. Here's a question for you: If you're going to go on Naked and Afraid and you can only bring two items what would you bring oh damn now josh is making questions for Ooh. us two items well definitely i think that's how much sunscreen. they're allowed two items sunscreen your and ass and nature sunscreen and bug spray baby that's it that's so a good idea you're gonna die in like the first at day. least i won't be burnt and bitten i'd probably bring one of those little can i bring a lighter 
I was going to say those like yeah. flint thingies, but can I just bring a lighter instead? Yeah, just you can bring, bring a lighter. I'd probably bring... <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, just that. Might as well just enjoy just this. Sit, <laughs> sit down and smoke. Well, and honestly, your best bet with that would be like best. to take some psychedelics and just enjoy the nature. Oh, God. Until you're fucking yeah. <laughs> burnt to a crisp and you got bug bites everywhere because you've been rolling around in the fucking marshy swamp for a while. Oh, wait, what were you going to say? You said lighter, lighter and, and like water. Like drinking water? Is that you, you're not gonna have enough water for thirty days Fuck. to bring unless you're gonna haul around big jugs of water. So I probably do a lighter and sunscreen. Okay. A lighter and sunscreen. Okay. A lighter's pretty smart. Like you cook. You definitely want to be able to make fire. Yeah. So if you have a fire starter kit of some sort, yeah. that's important. It's better important. than the, the lighter, the bug spray, a machete, so you can actually like cut shit and what make else a do shelter. We, watch, though? we watched tons of reality tv god keeping up are we sad we, that keeping up ended no they oh. it's their show that show's sucks. been over and fake oh. for so long I'm, damn i like they just that show, show up for so. the paycheck clearly it, i mean it's it's sometimes very entertaining to see their lives and it's so different and yeah. ridiculous that did you see kim kardashian's like fluffy car yeah, she had what made? in the hell yeah did you see that baby oh her uh her, white like, fluffy rolls royce yeah. or ghost or whatever oh, god sick ridiculous but um, yeah, we we definitely partake in. The you like the circle? TV. Yep, I like the Big Brother. Really like oh yeah, Big, Big Brother starting soon, you guys. Ninety Day great. Fiance. Yeah, yeah we, we said, said that. Um, we watch a lot. Oh, we've been into this like makeup thing. Well, I've been into up. it. Glow up. <laughs> what? <laughs> I like know all the names. <laughs> I always watch these little shows before bed, but Josh gets way more into them than me. He's like, "You missed it. This one person's been kicked out," and I was like, "Who?" I never know the names of anyone on our, the shows we watch. And Josh knows everyone. He's like, oh, yeah, Brian did this. Jane did this. And then, you know, so-and-so. And I'm always like, who? The blonde one? The I never retain anyone's names. It's too much work. We, like, come up with random nicknames. And that's what yes. we call them the whole time. Exactly. I'm like, oh, his exactly. real name's Chad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Blockhead it is. <laughs> Obviously, like, the uh, food ones, too. I love, like, Oh yeah, diners, drive-ins, and mm. dives. Uh, I, like I think those are kind of annoying, though. Gordon Ramsay's shows. I like the competition ones, the more serious, like chef serious ones. You know, I but, like chopped. the grocery games. You always Chop. like to watch the Gro guys grocery. grocery. Ugh, I like I Guy Fieri. I, I love why. him. I wish I could be him. Yeah, dude, I would. He's what like, a great fucking job that is. Seriously, it's a good job. The best good job. job. He just yeah. gets to travel around the country and eat food from yeah. amazing restaurants. Yeah, it's a pretty good job. How unfair is that? He reminds me of the dude from like Rascal Flats, though. I always think they're like the same guy. What? They, he not looks even exactly close. like him. Put a, put a picture up. <laughs> Rascal Comparison. Flats? I'll put a picture up. I don't even same. know who you're talking about. You don't know what Rascal Flats is? No, I do, but I don't know what guy you're Life talking about. A highway. If you, if you look names. at the lead singer of Rascal Flats, he, he doesn't look like Guy Fieri. I, I think he does a that. little bit. Guy Fieri vibes. Mm, Which no. guy is this guy? The guy on the far right. This guy? Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Come what on. What the hell? No. Yeah, He's got his style and his highlights. He's kind of the same. that's it. Like no <laughs> way absolutely not okay fine. i'm thinking not fine oh boy all, all right. right what was your dream job as a little kid oh damn i had so many dreams yeah jobs. i think we all have like it changed like every year oh yeah i think one of the big ones for me is i was really into birth <laughs> and babies when i was a kid i went through this phase where i was obsessed with it my mom took me to the library and got me all these birthing tapes like my mom was letting me watch full frontal births at like damn six or seven and i was into it or maybe like nine maybe like nine give her a little more credit <laughs> but yeah my mom was always really open and i thought birth was really interesting and it never grossed me out and i kind of wanted to be a midwife for a while because i thought that would be so cool to be there 
with someone, you know, and coach them through such an amazing moment. I still think it would be an amazing job that I'd probably love. Um, I also thought about being an ultrasound tech and getting to tell people about like, uh, just tell them how the baby is or the genders or something. But then I started thinking, what if you have to tell them bad news? Like that could be also a really stressful job. You don't tell them bad news. You wait for the doctor. Oh, that's true. But but then they can kind of sometimes the, they can kind of like, tell oh, the doctor will be in. Exactly. You're like, what is it good? It'd just like, be sad yeah, to see like totally. happy parents like getting I upset. Know. So that that didn't go anywhere. And then I kind of wanted to be like a marine biologist, but I was never good at science, so I didn't do that. <laughs> I just liked uh, you know the ocean, the ocean. and I kind of thought it'd be cool to be like a trainer at SeaWorld. But then I found out about SeaWorld. So mm. yep, none of those none of those panned out for me. Gosh. I know. About God. You? Josh has many. What was like the first one? Yeah, though? like your dream job as a kid. Uh, veterinarian. Because mm-hmm. oh. of Airbud. Oh, Remember Airbud movies? I like, never saw yeah. it, but I've heard like, it. Yeah. There's like the town veterinarian guy that was there, and like oh. the, the woman's like always like interested in him. I think they oh, like so it together. That's why you wanted to be a vet. Yeah, I wanted the ladies, man. Oh. I, wanted, I wanted the ladies to come in, see wow. Josh the vet. You know, Josh I'll work on your pooch and your. Oh, wow. We just went there. We just fucking went there. Obviously, I wasn't thinking that way as a a young boy, but (laughs) I just thought it was like badass to be a veterinarian. Yeah. I mean, I thought about that too. I feel like every kid thinks about being a vet at some point, but then you realize like you have to euthanize pets and you have to deal with like emergencies and all this like scary shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just like playing with pets all day. All day. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. But then when I was a little older, I wanted to be a secret service agent really bad. Like protect mm. the president. Like be mm. one of those oh, guys. Protect Damn. the president. Yeah. Like watching documentaries so of my stressful. dad, I'd be like, who are those guys? Those guys are cool. They always got the sunglasses, yeah. just like mean mugging everybody, looking yeah. around. I was like, I want to be that guy. And then I'd go out and like practice in public and I'd be like, <laughs> just staring. And I actually kind of still do it today where I like oh. watch people watch. You know, that's your job oh, yeah. as a secret service agent is to people watch. Honestly, You're, you could have been a good like detective or totally because I, yeah, I literally he, do that everywhere he, i go yeah. he does he's the biggest people watcher sometimes it gets annoying like we're at lunch or something and he'll just be like listening to everyone else's conversations around us and i'll be rambling on about something and i can just tell he's just like uh-huh uh-huh but he's like oh, really me. listening to the people next to us i'm like so what what's going on over there tell me what's john tells me to stop staring at people he's like stop staring at those people and it's not i'm not like judging <laughs> them i just love to like watch people yeah, yeah. it's interesting I'm, it's like yeah, watching a reality show unfold yeah. sometimes <laughs> It's. I feel like the best people watching is at the beach, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it that's is. the best. Or in the airport. Airport's good too, or mall. But I think yeah. beach is the beach best. Is really Where good. people are like relaxing and you know. <laughs> we sound like such having a few drinks. <laughs> <laughs> we just post up our our little umbrella and chairs, and then we just watch. We get our binoculars. Ew, creeper like, status. All right, what's going on with that guy? What's he saying? <laughs> what kind you of really could have been undercover. Have? I feel like you could have done oh, it. Oh, like if if this YouTube gig you doesn't work out, I'm gonna be major. a. I'll be a PI. 100. <laughs> oh I'll be the best god. fucking PI. Oh my god. No. Not no. <laughs> so many people were asking if you have any funny stories from your first times partaking mm. in the greens. First time that I smoked with her was pretty funny. Yeah. We hot boxed our car. <laughs> yeah, I've told this in our garage. A few times. Yeah, in we our, used to. In our apartment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like bought this like uh water pipe that was <laughs> It like lit up too. Remember? That? Yeah, like it had like a little it. LED light. The bo- I bought it specifically for you because I was like, oh, she's gonna love this shit, and she <laughs> fucking did. She was like, this is awesome. So I had like a little strobe light in the bottom, put water in it. Then we like hopped in the car, 
and then we just put on some, that's like so good you know like i feel mm-hmm. like people don't like clam bake anymore or like hot box yeah clam you know, bake. have a clam bake i've never heard of being called yeah, a clam I've, bake ever <laughs> really that was fucking cl- clam sounds bake. like yeah, let's get clam baked you know like, okay clam, like, does that mean in your car yeah oh so i that think it's another word box. for like hot boxing yeah oh, i'm pretty sure no one says clam bake i'm i think a clam bake is where you I bake guarantee you somebody out there so if you're from bake. new england you say clam bake all right okay so if you get high you're clam baked yeah you get clam baked in the garage <laughs> in the car one time we were in the mountains um josh and I, we've had a few times in the mountains and i have a whole episode on this session i'm not going to go through all the stories if you want to hear them we'll link it below yeah it's funny um but one time we were in estes park and we were in the parking lot out there and we were like so paranoid uh, that someone, because I think this was before it was even legal or it had just been legalized. It was still kind of like. I'm pretty sure it was before it was 100% legal. Maybe. Or, maybe you just or we were underage or, or something. Or something was know. freaking us out. I think it was legal though. <laughs> was it? But anyway. Or medicinally legal. I don't think it was rec though. <laughs> we had this whole plan to, to like smoke in our car so that we didn't have to do it outside or like in the hotel room or anything. So we'd go to the car and then we'd like go back into the hotel room. We kept just like coming out. And then one of the times we were out there it was really late at night and we just started tweaking, like freaking out. The paranoia sets in sometimes. Dude, yeah. Like we saw, uh, we thought that there was, well, first there was like a taxi that pulled up, remember underneath right. the awning. And then he was like there for too long <laughs> to, to Josh. And Josh was like, I think he's watching us. And I think he's like calling the cops on us. And then I started getting freaked out. We were like completely paranoid that he was watching us. But in reality, he was just sitting there probably waiting for a guest to come out or whatever. He's a taxi driver. Like yeah. he has plenty of reasons to sit in his car and like be on his phone. Um, and then we like convinced ourselves that we saw something out in the, like we remember we parked right, right in front of a bunch of trees. Yeah, and we, thought we, we saw moved the car like moving. and we were like facing towards the hotel. But then behind us i swear i saw something like run past behind us and we thought there was somebody like outside of the vehicle yeah like a killer or something Mm -hmm. like that like we were about to be murdered we thought he was under the car with the knife i was convinced that as soon as i stepped out someone would stab my ankles i was so scared and we we were back and forth like for so long how are we gonna get back to the hotel how are we gonna get out of here like we just need to do it just need to make a break for it and then eventually we literally got out and ran we We ran ran into the hotel (laughs) I would kill such idiots. Oh my god! (laughs) Yeah, that was like a we were. That was one of the first times. Yeah, (laughs) it's amazing. Yeah, I don't. I don't ever get paranoia like that anymore. I was gonna say now it doesn't even like base barely affect you these Mm -hmm. days. So Mm -hmm. back in the day, though, not me though. Used to. I did edibles at a Cirque du Soleil show and <laughs> nearly like and a hypnotist. That show. was like three years ago. Yeah, that's oh yeah, true. the hypnotist show. You started freaking out. I was because the guy was up. like, "You might get hypnotized in the audience. Be careful." Oh, I was blah, getting blah. hypnotized. And Josh was like, "Oh shit!" Was this the Vegas show? Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen that too. I love that show. Yeah, yeah, then, but I yeah. was getting hypnotized. I started. I was like, "Oh no, I gotta fight it. I gotta fight it. I can't <laughs> let him hypnotize me in my seat." Like, I do not think you were getting hit. No, I literally started losing like consciousness. I was like, oh my God, he's or taking over my mind. He was like hanging on to me. And then we also went to uh, the Beatles love show oh, so for good. Cirque du Soleil. We gotta go back and see yeah. that. Oh, one. it's such a great show. I've seen it a couple times now. It's so wonderful. But um, in the beginning, it's like gets really dark and these people drop down from ropes and it, it kind of has this creepy, eerie song playing in it. And I thought Josh was gonna like run out of there. He looked <laughs> so scared. Like he was like, <laughs> just well when petrified yeah when like people start descending from the ceiling and stuff when it's all dark like that and you're just you're (laughs) just completely baked you're just like oh my god what is happening right now like things 
like things can start to look distorted. I feel like like you mm-hmm. if you take enough THC, you can get to a point where you can almost start tripping and having like a psychedelic experience. Like I think it's classified as a psychedelic, isn't it? Or that it, it causes hallucinations. Yeah. Yeah. Hallucinations. <laughs> wow. Hallucinations. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've heard that. Hallucinations. Yeah. Hallucinations. Wait, <laughs> just ignore me. <laughs> All right, next up. Do you guys think you could successfully take over each other's podcast for a week and still keep the same vibe? Oh my god. That, that would be <laughs> hilarious actually. I don't know. I I I don't know if you guys took over Lights Out if Oh, both of us get to? Yeah, like if you two oh, went on Lights hell. Out and did an episode. <laughs> people would probably hate it. Yeah, they'd probably hate it. But we could probably do it. Some people would probably like it. Some people could I be think into I it. would hate it. Yeah, you would hate it. I didn't I mean, it depends. We definitely wouldn't cover something too dark. Maybe like one week we'll just switch. You can come do the sesh with Janelle and I'll sit over there. Damn. Just all switch places. Okay. Me and Joel do lights out. Oh, or I mean okay. not lights out. Sorry. Mile higher. Joel and I do mile higher. And then you and Joel do the sesh. Ooh, you and Joel do the sesh. And then oh, Kendall and man. I will do lights out. I don't know. Don't think don't that know. would go very well. <laughs> I don't think it would be that good. I hate to say it. <laughs> Would you do good at the sesh? If I was high enough. <laughs> you do fine on the sesh. You'd probably be, be fine. fine. Yeah. All right. If UFOs come down and ask you to leave with them for a better world, would you? I know you're going to say yes. Only if I can bring you, though. Oh, that's very cute. And all of my pets. Okay. If we can bring the pets. We and get like little space Janelle suits. and our friends. Janelle, too. Okay. Yeah. All our friends and can all John our family. Come? Sure. John, Cindy, Jerry. All of our All the pups. All the pups. No parents. parents. No parents, though. Oh. Parents stay here. Oh, oh, then fuck that. I'm not going. No. Well, then we can come parents. visit them once in a while. No, I think I it means for good. Oh, for good. We're go literally going to aliens. another galaxy. Yeah. Right. They're not coming home. Well, sorry, parents. <laughs> so long. But I mean, it depends on how hopeless Earth was at the time of this. Because, like, I mean, if things were really bad here and like falling apart, yeah, I'd probably just take my chances and go with the aliens yeah i guess it, we'd have to know more information about where we're going to as well because <laughs> we like, need a pamphlet yeah. are they <laughs> even gonna provide travel show. information like seriously damn airbnb <laughs> info decision. like come on man that'd be some scary shit though like beaming up off the earth forever <laughs> what the fuck yeah <laughs> i can't even imagine that that'd be wild okay so a lot of people know we like to consume cannabis and people are wondering if we've ever had to deal with doctors against using cannabis. Oh yeah, definitely have had that. When have we had a doctor that was actually like, oh, that's cool. I've had a few. A few. Dr. D. Yeah. Greeley. Yeah. She was good. Um, but yeah, I've had some that have been extremely judgmental that I've had to leave because of that. And literally drug test you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because they won't give you other medication because yep. you do use cannabis. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Yeah. They literally, I went to Kaiser and they took me off of, um, I can't remember. I was on something for ADHD at the time. I've been on it since like first grade medicines on and off for ADHD. And they just wouldn't prescribe it for me anymore because <laughs> I use cannabis, which I thought was unbelievable because that's can be really damaging too. They just took me right off of it. And the more I've learned about, medications for ADHD they can be like super beneficial beyond just concentrating in school and could help me in so many different ways so I just think it's a kind of sad that yeah I had to just quit it completely 
then maybe I'll go back to it one day. But I need to find a doctor that's I just think that open. I think there's an issue with just medical education and the fact that they're not they're not actually looking into these other mm-hmm. you know supplements and natural alternatives for especially pain management. I mean, mm-hmm. pain management's one of those things where there's, you know, there are options out there on the market and prescriptions and pills and things like that for that. But I mean, I I think it's only fair that you look at the natural alternatives yeah. just as much. And the fact that that's not doesn't seem to be in the curriculum at all in medical school mm-hmm. where a doctor's not even knowledgeable enough on cannabis to the point where that you know if you're a doctor in a state where it's medicinally legal that you can't even speak on that because you didn't learn about it in school i think is a major disservice to all patients because as a doctor you are clearly smart you are clearly able to understand this information better you know you understand how the body works and cannabis works with you know your endocannabinoid system and a doctor should understand how that system works. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't it make sense to know about cannabis well, and its benefits? The industry doesn't make money off of cannabis. Yeah. So that's why. I don't like say, that. This whole thing just makes it more clear how much power mm-hmm. the pharmaceutical industry has. Because yeah. it's like they, a lot of ways, manipulate the curriculum of what doctors and like, you know, future medical professionals even learn. It's honestly just so offensive because the way that cannabis can help people is i mean for me it's been like a miracle that i've had it it's been the only thing that's gotten me through my health issues my autoimmune disease my epstein-barr virus i don't know what i would do without it i seriously don't it helps me in so many so many ways and to think that a doctor would just dismiss that or want you to be on possibly a prescription instead is really scary like as an alternative for pain you know, especially a highly addictive right. medication that you can that can really derail your life. And yeah. I mean, there's always, you know, people, especially people of the older generation that say, oh, you know, if you use pot, you know, it's going to derail your life and you're going to end mm-hmm. up on even harder drugs. After Just so fact, inaccurate. Is, there's no evidence to, to really suggest that at all in the first place. But it could be such a great alternative for people that are addicted to right. opioids and well yeah. for a lot of people it's not even about like oh let's get high and stone and eat munchies and like <laughs> just have a good time it's like yeah, literally no. the equivalent of a medication they're using it, it to treat symptoms of whatever particular ailment that you have and yeah. you have to be super fucking careful i mean just mm-hmm. what we've learned in you know selling cbd and working with hemp is like the powers that be are very very mm-hmm particular about what you say you know this particular plant can do and and how you sort of market it to people because you aren't allowed to market it as a medication you can't say this plant is a medication for x y and z even though there's evidence and studies and science that literally backs up you know the valid reasons to use cannabis or extracts or concentrates of cannabis it's really wild i mean and i think we're starting to move in the right direction and hopefully it will become we will be able to call it a medication. I think and, we will. And market it as such. But until then, it's like... It's changing rapidly, the whole is. industry, though. Like, in 10 years, it's going to be completely different. I think once it's federally legal, it's going to just open a whole mm-hmm. can of worms because then we can just take it more seriously and totally. the stigma will go away. I think just for a lot of people who are uneducated about it and just think like, oh, well, it's literally classified with heroin, right? Yeah. So Schedule it's like, one, yeah. yeah, if you're so not aware, fucking ridiculous. I, I think, can't even believe that. Yeah. It's honestly insane to think about, but hopefully if we can get it federally legal, then 
-hmm. it just kind of becomes more of a normal thing, not so much taboo. We can get more research on it and just. Yeah, I think research is key. Like, I think personally that cannabis should be researched. It should be looked at by experts that fully understand what they're looking at and understand how, you know, different terpenes work together and really look at the molecular structure of the plant. And there's, I mean, there's countless uses for it and different ways to extract different components of it to use it for this or that. And I just actually just read that I think here in Colorado, they're, they're changing it so that if you are a medical, if you have a medical license and you're, you know, you have, you're seeing a doctor that's prescribing cannabis that they're now going to prescribe specific milligrams, specific strains that like they're going to take it a step further to where it's not just like, Oh, here's your medical card and just go to the dispensary and get the medical shit. Well, the medical shit is often much higher potencies mm-hmm. and there is, there can be adverse effects to taking too much THC as far as psychological. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can have, you can go into psychosis and things like that. There is times where that happens to people. Rarely, so but yeah, Right, exactly. So I think I think the research is good, and I I hope that you know we we just gain more knowledge about it and mm-hmm. study it the way that it should be studied because I think it's going to completely surprise us at what this plant can do, what it can really do. Well, the fact that we have this whole system in built, literally built into us, and this interacts enough. with the receptors, yeah, it's like, eh, it be seems like it's so much more research. Right, yeah. right. But As there's a reason why that there's pushback. Money. Oh yeah, Absolutely. lots of money. You can make your own medicine. Imagine being able to grow your own medicine at home. Yeah. I mean, I know how many people we out can there. here, but it's not everywhere. It's what they were doing Issues, for thousands of years. Fibromyalgia, all that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. Okay. If you could experience life as another sun sign for a day, what would you choose? Someone says, as a very much introverted Taurus who doesn't like change, <laughs> I think it would be super fun to experience life as a Sagittarius. I admire their energy. You are exactly like me. I am the introverted Taurus, and I would definitely pick the Sagittarius for a day. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. They just look so happy all the time. I like rarely have seen, I don't know if I've ever seen a Sagittarius cry in front of me. Interesting thought. Like they're just so upbeat and positive most of the time. They're just good the ones at that things. I've met. Yeah, they're very good at things. They have good luck. They do. Um, they're more free spirited. Yeah. I'd like to be a Sag for a day. I could be down with that. Experience the fire. What about mm-hmm. you? Scorpio. Definitely could see that. I mean, I kind of have a little Scorpio in me, but yeah. to oh, be a full-blown Scorpio. Isn't your moon? Oh, no, it's your ascendant. My ascendant is a Scorpio, but to be a full-blown Scorpio, I just wonder what I could do with that, you know, mm-hmm. as, as a leader and just, but also like kind of mischievous and, you know, I, I don't know. It just I'd be, be scared of you. As a yeah, I was, was going to say, I was going to say, it probably would be different between us if I was a Scorpio. I feel like I feel like I'd be a little bit more sinister. But <laughs> I don't know if it could work out. Yeah, I don't know. Scorpio and Taurus are polarities. I mean, mm-hmm. could be could be could great. Be good could be really bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when you first started Mile Higher, did you think it would lead to this? Two more other podcasts, traveling for documentaries etc you know employing tons of people now i mean i definitely did not think we would have multiple podcasts i thought mile higher would be the podcast that was definitely not in our thoughts at all and i just thought it was going to be so much like a small little project we were doing like starting a little podcast Mm -hmm. on the side for fun yeah and that's why some of the early episodes you can tell i'm just so like not like you're just like about ah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's like ah, you know we're sitting here talking about some yeah, crazy shit it was like but... really casual about it in the beginning but yeah, yeah, well, neither of us knew. I mean, 
we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know how to podcast. Like you, did, we didn't know anything no. about it really. Especially I mean, me coming from YouTube. I was like, had no idea. I didn't never even like really listen to a podcast other than a few episodes of Joe Rogan with you over the years yeah. when we were younger. But yeah, I was pretty close. And now it's crazy because podcasting is probably my favorite thing I do. I like it better than filming YouTube content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just more free. I love podcasting. Yeah, me too. I really love it a lot. I mean, I think for me, it was when I quit, you know, if for those that don't know, I was I went to college for technology. I've been I was working in the technology field in various positions for seven years prior to leaving all of that to come, you know, work for Kendall, kind of behind the scenes person at first mm-hmm. and kind of just helping you with your channel. And then we, were, we talked about it like, oh, let's start a podcast. And for me, I've always wanted to be like a business owner. I've always kind of thought of myself as like an entrepreneur and somebody who would want to sort of lead a, a business or organization and be a boss and and all that good stuff. So when we started podcasting and I kind of started seeing the growth and, you know, the different things that are involved with it yeah. and just how lucrative it can be. I really saw a business opportunity and also I saw an opportunity for myself to dive into topics that I just knew we would never cover here on this show because it's just mm-hmm. it you don't want to cover. I mean, it's fine. It's like it's not everybody's into paranormal and ghosts and hauntings and demons and I'm serial killers. It, but and not as much like as you. And some right. of it's just crosses the line for me. Yeah. It's too right. hard. And I was like, huh, maybe I could start another show where I get to talk about all those things. And and I had already kind of conceptualized this idea of lights out and kind of the whole theme of it and everything in my head. So I was like, oh, you know, maybe there'll be an audience of people that will want to hear, hear me talk about that. And then I kind of put the idea out to you two. I was like, I think you guys could do, you know, another show that is just, Mm -hmm. you know, give Kendall an opportunity to just chill and kind of have fun and just kind of go back to being yourself since your YouTube channel is really so like laser focused on one Mm -hmm. thing now that it's kind of gone a pretty far away from where you first started on YouTube mm-hmm. and not in a bad way at all, but just like, you know, you can't really be as personal on, you know, your channel now that you can't. Well, you shouldn't be with true crime content. I feel like to some degree, cause it's like you are talking about, about someone yourself. else's life. Right. It's it, yeah. It's not about me at the end of the day. So the sesh does give me a place to be more myself. Yeah. And I think ultimately we want to do more shows maybe yeah and whether it's us hosting or we start kind of we're we've kind of created like a network with our shows and obviously our shows are all us in them but eventually i'd like to see it grow beyond just us and we kind of bring in other talent and kind of pop up more shows under the mile higher media banner i think that'd be really cool yeah it would i mean we definitely want to stay involved in podcasting in this industry it's a huge huge industry i mean it's just boomed in the last five years so i love it it's a much less toxic space than youtube can be as far yeah. as creators supporting each other and um yeah i just like the world of podcasting well i feel like when you first started podcasting you were one of the only youtubers who also had a podcast mm-hmm. and now it's like literally uh, the regular yeah. like everyone Everybody. has a yeah. fucking podcast yeah. now in addition which is cool but god there's so much content available to the average person now all day every day just oh, hours and hours and hours Well, I think it's easier to be a podcaster, too. And that's the reason why so many people are jumping into it, because it is a lot more candid. Like, I don't know if people don't know this or not, but I actually had my like own YouTube channel Mm -hmm. where I I think I made like 30 or 40 videos or something. Yeah, and they were good. Where I tried to be like the YouTuber, you know, and like 
sit in front of the camera and be like, oh, yeah. hey, guys, welcome back to my channel. We're going <laughs> to talk God. about this and that. <laughs> Elon Musk did this. And, blah, blah, blah. and it was fun. It was but, good. But I just, I cringed every time I watched myself <laughs> on camera because it was just, I looked so uncomfortable and it just clearly wasn't my vibe and my space. And like, I'm just not uh -huh. that, I'm just not that type of person where, I, I don't know where I would be good at doing something. I'm sure YouTube I could have made it work. YouTube can be really hard because it's, it's just tough. you and the camera by yourself. Most most people film by themselves. I film by myself. And yeah, it's hard. It can it's be hard really fun. hard. It can. It's definitely the most challenging part of my week, but I love it. I'm most proud of my channel, of course. But yeah, podcasting is a different type of vibe. Like today, just being able to sit down here and just mm -hmm. talk and talk about a bunch of different things. It's very comforting. Been, really nice and just feel like you get to be yourself and we're giving you our authentic selves and i mean this is we try to make this show and i love this is our by far our favorite comment that we get or review we get is where people say i lo absolutely love your show because it feels like we're just friends hanging out talking about these things mm -hmm. and that is exactly what we tried to do from the very that beginning is, is like exactly what we tried to do just husband and wife sitting down having a conversation <laughs> about some crazy shit yep. you know and just mm -hmm. Sometimes it's it's hard to do that, you know, even though it seems so easy, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I love it. I love it too. I think it's a really good time. So I know. I enjoy it a so lot. So that's why hopefully we'll be podcasting together far into the future. Maybe we'll yeah. even do another show together. Maybe. Yeah, Who like knows? we were saying, something more like this. We've been definitely talking about that. I'm curious what you guys think of that. If we did like live streams or just like an occasional casual upload that's just like a bonus thing or something or even maybe one day a couple's podcast just like or just a, straight up make a whole separate podcast yeah just like i guess married couple shit relationship <laughs> that's shit. a lot though <laughs> we got is. a lot in our plate. i know our plates are very we're gonna have like babies eventually that's gonna be a lot of work <laughs> but also a lot of content that's true josh is just a content i got machine. so many ideas there's so many businesses there's so many things that oh, we josh has do. another crazy. podcast already in the works you guys i do oh, just get ready it's coming very soon it's been spilled tea is spilled <laughs> yeah hopefully i'll be i think i'll be releasing the trailer and unveiling it probably in the next week or two so i'm very excited wait for is that. this the first time you so talked cool. about it yeah on this show oh i've mentioned it on lights out before but Oh, did you say what it was on Lights Out? No, I haven't said what it, what kind of show it is or anything like it's that. Be totally different. <laughs> Very different. I want to hear your guesses of what you think it is. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. What kind of podcast am I doing? What could know. Josh be up to? <laughs> okay. Speaking of podcasts, a lot of people were wondering how we came up with the names of all of our shows because... They all kind of got unique oh, wow. and very that's, different names. That's an interesting question. I think I named all of them other than Lights Out. Yeah. Or did you? I definitely came up with Mile Higher. Did you? Yes. Oh, you don't remember? I remember like the first time I told you, like, what about mile higher? And then we thought it was really weird. And then we were like, higher, higher. Is that, does that sound <laughs> weird? But now it sounds normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I came up with that one. Right. And then I'm pretty sure I came up with the sesh. We kind of were talking about doing bullshit sesh at first. Yeah. We, we were like a lot God of different names. That. Yeah. Honestly, that, it's like we too, were toggling with a bunch. Yeah, we were. But I don't even remember. Yeah. Who or like how it came. And then Higher Love CBD, that is inspired by the song Higher Love. Just we're literally listening to it one day and then we're like, that's it. Like fits in. It's got and love it in there for the two of us. Else, so. Higher. Yep. Because we're in, for those that don't know, we're Mile Higher because it's kind of a spinoff of Mile High. We're from the Mile High City. From <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's No, I'm just saying people from around no, the world no, that no. listen. A lot of people like, don't know that. Don't know. know that we're in the Mile High City. So like, that's it's funny it's when we that. tell people like locally 
like what are shows called and stuff because they're always like oh you know they yeah. they think it's a funny like take on mile high and we're like we're you know which is well, kind of true we're we're like it's, it has multiple meanings to it right. it's higher as in elevation like was oh, that it's a weed show as in that yeah, yeah. and that also is <laughs> in taking your mind a mile higher so it just kind of fits it's yeah. a multi-use and for people thing. who don't know mile high came from the fact that denver is above sea level like pretty yeah. much a mile above sea level right so that's why everyone in colorado thinks it's so cool like mile so high. cool yeah, yeah we're the mile high crew <laughs> yeah so that's where the name came from now every time i see something in public that just says mile high my brain's all automatically like where's the er I'm i know like, oh me right too. that's just a normal ass saying <laughs> i know well i just got a text that my dad and my grandma are on their way over and they're gonna be here in like 10 oh, minutes shit. so we we're, should probably go inside dinner, so. yeah we're making um what are we making? Fish and peach cobbler. Swordfish. Oh shit! And yeah. steak, I believe. So. Mm, yep. Oh, and corn in the cob. I gotta go fire up the grill and we're doing start like a prepping. summer grill out for Father's Damn. Day. I'm making a chimichurri a sauce early. too. Ooh, chimichurri. Mm. I'm about oh, to go to yeah. fucking Taco Bell after this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome to stay for dinner, Janelle. <laughs> But that's going to be it for Mile Higher Podcast this week, guys. Thank you so much for being cool about us having a really chill episode this week. Let us know if you liked it by giving us a thumbs up or leaving a comment and letting us know your thoughts on this type of episode. But yeah, that's that's going to be it for us this week. We will be back next week with another more normal, uh, normal, regularly scheduled content yes, programming. Yes, we will for sure. <laughs> we will be back. Thanks for being cool about it. We but really I'm, appreciate all of the love and support. Yes, we really do. But until next time, keep taking your mind a mile higher.